If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, check out the Classic Football Shirts HQ at the Box in Hackney. Screening every World Cup match with a pop-up shop, World Cup artwork and small shirt display from the 14th to the 24th of June. Tickets for guaranteed entry can be bought through Eventbrite. Just search Classic Football Shirts London. This is Gareth Southgate and this is the Three Lions podcast. Hello there, welcome to episode 29 of the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne. It's the podcast that we didn't want to happen, but it did. The dream comes to an end on a Wednesday night in Moscow. A 2-1 defeat to Croatia sees them in the final to face France on Sunday instead of us. Expectations had been exceeded. The hopes and dreams of a nation continued. Football's Coming Home was on every meme on the internet, on every radio station on the dial, but it just wasn't to be. We played marvellously throughout this tournament, wins against Tunisia, Panama, Colombia and Sweden. We've won a knockout game for the first time since 2006. We've won a penalty shootout for the first time in a World Cup. There are plenty of positives to be taken. A young team who can go forward together with a manager who is the perfect fit for a nation. A loss like this is going to be hard for them to take. It's hard for us all to take. But it's a learning curve, one that will hopefully stand them in good stead for tournaments coming up. Wednesday. What a strange day. I tweeted earlier in that day that I wasn't as nervous on my wedding day as I was. Waking up, lunchtime, pre-match. If I couldn't cope, how do the players do? I really take my hat off to them to keep those emotions in check. Now they say that if the national team are doing well, the economy does well too. I've done practically nothing work-wise on Wednesday, and I'm sure every other football fan's mind was as far away from doing work as could possibly be. Walked around to my friend's house to watch it. I couldn't stay at home. With a sleeping child upstairs, there was far too much danger of me waking her. Plus, we beat Columbia around his house when I last went there, so superstition and all that. But the roads were eerily quiet, house curtains closed to block out the low sun, the occasional person walking the dog or watering the garden, just getting those last minute jobs done so that they're ready to settle down with the rest of the nation. Don't know if you noticed, but Gary Lineker had referenced ITV in a tweet and then Clive Tilsley giving a nod back to the BBC as the teams emerged from the tunnel. Strange times. Perhaps they're all friends in real life. What a start though, Modric with his foul. Soon as it happened, I, I literally I said, stood up, set piece, set piece, I was unsure, did the rest of the country. Bang! Trippier, great free kick and just what is deserved for his efforts in this tournament. Harry Kane, two chances in one. Lingard just wide, ah, oh, the frustration. Half time, 1-0, we'd had the upper hand. Second half, Croatia showed why there have been many people's outside chances. They upped the tempo. Perisic scored with a deft flick just above Carl Walker's head. And five minutes later, he hit the post. Their age, their experience was beginning to show. Perhaps our age and inexperience too was showing. Extra time. England, just like 1990, were going to put us through the ringer again. Mandzukic, or Mandukic as Glenn Hoddle likes to call him. Denied a great tackle, come save from Jordan Pickford at the end of the first half, then getting the winner in the second. Just wasn't to be. Now just a word on all the England fans who've spent an absolute bucket load of money out in Russia. The behaviour has been exemplary. Sadly, what happened recently back here is something that I just can't comprehend. The destruction of public property, ambulances, taxes and the like from so-called England fans who have basically gotten caught up in the hot sun with too much alcohol. The age of social media, though, you've done yourselves no favours at all. We'll speak with Dom Smith from englandfootball.org in a moment for his take on the game. 
CJ, who was there last night, and to John Chapman, Belgian football expert. Because we're not coming home just yet. Whatever you may think of it, third place is still up for grabs. And we play Belgium on Saturday in St. Petersburg. So it is the it's the morning after the night before, and I'm pleased to say Dom Smith from EnglandFootball.org has joined us. Dom, you're right. Well, uh, I'm semi all right. Yeah, semi being the uh, being the operative word. We've gone out at the semi final stage. Yeah. What are your thoughts, gone? Um, well, I, obviously, I'm gutted. I mean, I'm proud as well. But but the reason I'm gutted, I mean. Some of the people listening to this will be in the same situation as me. I, I don't really care about club football anywhere near as much as international football. I'm, I'm an England fan above anything else. So, I mean, how, how many England games are there a year? It's different this year because we've got to a semi-final, but usually something like 10, maybe 11 Even England tank, games a year. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big thing. And when you go out of a World Cup, there isn't anything bigger for some uh, someone like me and for thousands uh, and in fact millions of people back home it will be the same so it's a gutting thing but obviously you have to be proud of this team very much so so well that team let's just go through it It was the same one that gareth southgate has persisted with the one that played against tunisia colombia sweden Uh, it was pickford walker stones maguire henderson trippier lingard ali young sterling and kane was he right to have stuck with it do you think Absolutely, he was right to stick with it. You've got to have a, you've got to have your favourite eleven in a tournament. And I understand the argument that, well, you should have two or three players that can come in. But look, th- this is going to sound maybe contradictory to the fact that we've got to the semi-finals. But this is this is probably the worst England squad that we've ever had at a tournament. I mean, we, we've literally been surviving off about fifteen players. I mean, who who's come in in the games? I mean, Delph, Dyer, Loftus Cheek. And every now and then, Rose and Vardy. So, so it's, it's literally been a, a squad of fifteen. You have to say. So, yeah, he was right to stick with it. Certainly. Yeah. And um, five minutes in, it was it was a dream start, really. But part of me thinks that it may have come too early. I, I I understand the argument, but I think the only reason people are saying it came too early is because we didn't score again. If England go and score in the twenty-third minute and then score in the thirty-sixth, and it's three-nil at half time then no, yeah. we haven't scored too early. That's the issue. It's not the fact that we've scored in the fifth minute. Yeah, no, that's that's fair point, fair point. What what I kind of think as well is not... We, we are inexperienced as a team, but with that experience will come and, and results like this will, will hurt, but will help us going forward. But Croatia, they've got the experience um, and they've, yep. the experience comes with age or age comes with experience. And that's something we should should aspire to. Um, they're a, they're a cracking side, aren't they, Croatia? Uh, yeah, and the thing that I don't like is that in club football, there's there's never been this thing in international football where, in international football, you judge the teams you're playing against by how many stars they have above their logo. And I think that's completely unfair. To be honest, I, I fell into the trap, uh, into this trap, and a lot of other fans will have done as well. In that I expected Argentina to top their group, but if you look at it. I actually think Croatia are a better team than Argentina, and you can give you, you know you, you can say oh well Messi Iguain, but no, no honestly I think Croatia is a, is a, is a better team. So the fact that they topped that group probably isn't that much of a shock, and I don't think it's that much of a shock that that Croatia beat England last night. But I heard Clive Tilsey on ITV saying that Modric has got more medals than the entire England squad put together. I mean, that is that is bound to tell at some point, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I heard that as well. And it's it's a cracking stat as well. And I think it's the same was for Mandzukic as well at Juve. Mm. Mandzukic is a good player as well. But honestly, I, I think um, you, you looked at that England lineup and you didn't see any you didn't see any surprises. And you looked at the Croatia lineup, and I don't know about you, but my heart completely sunk. I, I know all all eleven players from Croatia, and they all play for big clubs. Two at Inter, one at Barca one at Juve, one, one at Real Madrid. I mean, we just cannot compete with that. And we, we did for the first half. And then f- from about probably 35 minutes onwards, it was the, the balance of play was, slight, was slowly moving more towards them. 
And when Perisic scored that equaliser, I think, I mean, I don't know what the time was on the clock, about about 60 minutes, something like that. I think by then it, it, it was almost it was almost inevitable. And that's a shame for this England who have done so well. And I always say the best way to lose is by scoring goals. And unfortunately for Kieran Trippier, that goal will not go down in history because it's come in a game that England have lost. But it's a cracking goal. And England have now scored more goals in this World Cup than they have in any previous World Cup, including 1966. So are the memories of 2018 there to take? Of course they are. Of course they are. Of course, yeah, fully agree. Uh, I mean, it, it was a cracking free kick as well. I mean, but I, I saw it and I thought Subasic hasn't really made an effort for it. No, no, it was, it was. I think he was just taken aback. I think um, it didn't look like a powerful free kick. I think he just probably underestimated what Kieran Trippier was going to be capable of doing. And to be honest, I understand why he did because Trippier and Young from that range so far in this tournament haven't really been able to put it together and we don't have a world-class free kick taker like we did when uh, in Beckham's later years or in Rooney's later years yeah Kieran Trippier stood up and probably earned himself a place in the in the team of the tournament if I if I see Benjamin Pavard from France in there I think I'll be a little bit gutted because Kieran Trippier has been absolutely excellent uh, I mean to be fair Pavard has been has been good he's come up with a couple of goals a couple of goals I think I know he certainly scored that that cracker what a goal that was yeah wasn't it? Uh, Harry Kane with those two chances within uh, within what, a couple of seconds of each other. That could have really turned it all on its head, couldn't it? That That is a weird one in the last two games. Harry Kane, I mean, I, I, he was playing in midfield for most of that game. I, I, I'm, I'm not a, a completely learned tactician in football, but I don't understand why Kane wasn't playing as the last man in these two games. Maybe I'm, that's naive, but... But yeah, I can't understand it. He was playing as a midfielder and uh, it didn't pay off, did it? Do you think there was? it was right what Gary Neville was saying, that he, he may have been carrying an injury? I know Gareth Southgate, when he was asked afterwards, said that he, he wasn't aware of anything. No, I don't, I don't think he was carrying an injury at all, really. I think it was just that maybe he's, he scored his sixth goal, six goals already and assumed that that would carry him through. But when you're... When you're getting to the later stages of a tournament, you're inevitably going to be playing against better teams. I mean, scoring a goal, a penalty against Colombia is a re- reasonable achievement. But in open play, he scored against Tunisia and Panama. So it's been a good tournament for Harry Kane. But we, it would be nice to see to have seen him score yesterday, and would be nice to see him score on Saturday against Belgium. Yeah, that, I think that would top it off. Should he play? I mean, what Belgium? Do you, it's going to be another game against Belgium. What are your thoughts on the third and fourth place? Well, first of all, as a game, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's a stupid mm. idea. And, and, I, and I, that's coming from an England fan who, who would love there to be an England game on every day of the year. <laughs> but, but it is silly because when, at the end of the tournament, you, you can go on to Wikipedia or whatever. They, they publish the rankings, how, how well teams have done. And obviously winners come in at number one, the team that did the worst in the group stage come in at 32. And if you go out in the round of 16 or in the quarterfinal, the way it's decided is by how many, uh, how many goals you lost by in that round of 16 or quarterfinal match. Why can it not be the same in the semifinals? You know, you know Bel- Belgium lost in the semifinal and didn't score. We lost in the semifinal by the same amount but did score. So we should come third. And that's not me trying to, you know, assume that we're going to lose to Belgium. I'm just yeah. saying it's an unnecessary game, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I, I like the way that. Yeah, just because we we scored the one in the semi in Belgium, didn't we? Should score third. Uh, we could come third. That's a yeah, yeah. a novel way of doing it. It would save a lot of players regret, maybe. regret and also a well a bit of a maybe a can't be bothered attitude. Yeah. I'm not saying that there there will be, but it's a bit of a it's all a bit of an after the Lord Mayor show, really. Uh, but it, I think it will be an opportunity for some of the players that haven't featured at a World Cup, um, the goalkeepers um, and a few other players that uh, can put on their CV, put on their um, put on their roster that they've played in a World Cup finals game. Well, I'm not sure I would change too much, really. I mean, I think you're out of the World Cup now. You're probably best to not play Raheem Sterling. You can't keep giving him this face. I mean, uh, personally, I would do a 50-50. I predict Belgium will play their first 11. I don't know why. I just do. I think, I think Roberto Martinez will 
will want to play his his first eleven. I think England probably a fifty fifty. I I I think Kane will play because we. I, I don't think Jamie Vardy and and Danny Welbeck are the kind of players that you that you'd necessarily want to be starting in a game like that. I think players like Harry Kane and um, and Maguire and Stones, they're kind of players, that, and Pickford as well, by the way, yeah. I think are players that should retain their place. But maybe Rashford, Loftus-Cheek, players who have played a reasonable part in this tournament should come in. But, but I'm not the manager. He, he can do what he wants. So, as you say, we're out. But going forward now, we've got, we've got the Nations League. We've got some friendlies coming up and, and qualification for the Euro 2020 will start soon. Future's bright, isn't it? The future is bright. I mean, we, we have to remember that um, we're Euro under-19 champions. We're World Cup under-20 and under-17 champions. Um, we, we, we're semi-finalists at Euro under-21 uh, uh, under level in the European Championships. We've won the last three Toulon tournaments and in the last two under-17 Euros, we've got to the semi-final and then the final. So in the last nine England youth tournaments, semi-final is the worst appearance. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Something, so, is, something is right at St George's Park, isn't it? It is. And, and that investment, that, that investment, you, you, people will look at that. I, I certainly looked at the investment in St George's Park and thought, how on earth could that possibly translate as, uh, as giving us better um, results in matches? But... It is. We're we're re-becoming an, an elite football nation, and um, that's something to be proud in. And people are saying, "Oh, f football's not come home." It has come home because football's coming home was a phrase coined to mean England regains its pride in its national team. And if that's happened, then in then football has come home. Fully agree. I think that's a uh, that's a great way to to finish up. Dom, thank you very much for your time. Where can we find you again online? Uh, Englandfootball.org is my website and uh, Instagram is underscore Dom Smith. Lovely. Dom, thank you very much once again. Thanks for being part of the podcast over the past few weeks. And, well, we'll uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk again. Would love that. Thank you very much for having me. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, check out the Classic Football Shirts HQ at The Box in Hackney, screening every World Cup match with a pop-up shop, World Cup artwork and a small shirt display from the 14th to the 24th of June. Tickets for guaranteed entry can be bought through Eventbrite. Just search Classic Football Shirts London. Right, let's go to Moscow. Uh, let's go speak to CJ. It's not the conversation we wanted to have, but we're going to have it. CJ, you all right? Yeah, not bad. Not bad, thanks you. Yeah, it's it's a strange feeling, isn't it? It's one of you, we know we've lost, we know we're out, but it's 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 just it's a sense of pride and and being proud of all of them and being proud of ourselves as well. Um, yeah, how do you feel? I walked out the stadium last night and I felt gutted, to be honest. I was genuinely gutted. Um, I thought that I, I thought the first half we 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 did enough to be in the lead in the first half. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'm not saying we were by far the better team. I think we edged it. First half, yeah, I agree. The other 75 minutes, I thought they were on top by some way. And you could see why they were, you know, you could you can see why they're in the final. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I've probably said it a couple of times on these pods. I've said it on my periscopes. God knows how many times. I must have been boring people with it about them. But I've really liked them since the first, since, since the group games. I've thought that even when they played badly, they still, they still looked good. And no other team in the tournament you could say that about. 
They've got a, uh, yeah. a bit of a resilience about them, haven't they? So when their backs to the walls, they'll sort themselves out. Yeah, that's right. So due to that, I'm not do, I'm not necessarily disheartened because at the end of the day, I was expecting quarterfinals, uh, a resounding English um, six nil drumming at the hands of Germany or Brazil. That's what we were expecting, wasn't it? In the in the uh, in the quarters, but it didn't quite work out that way. The end of the day, we've got further than both of those two teams. Yeah, we've got further than the Spanish. We've got fur, you know, we've got further than the Portuguese and the Argentines. But let's face it, we're probably better than them across anyway, really. But we're probably better than both both of them. In fact, I'm almost certain we are. You can say about who we've actually faced. However, one of them, you know, one of them fit, came out of a group with Germany in it which Germany didn't come out of. So you, you've got to look at that and say, well, you know, they're no mugs. Colombia were no mugs. Sweden were no mugs. Tunisia weren't really mugs, to be honest. They were the best place African team. Yeah. Panama, what can you say about that? Unfortunately, and, you're always going to get a team like Panama, I think, in, in the World Cups due to the, the whole qualifying campaign and the, and the regions that are out there. Well, yeah, that's right. But it's what the World Cup's all about. For me, the happiest time is the group stage. When you just see, I mean, I remember there was a Nigerian player, I can't remember who it was. It was I think it was Musa, actually, who, who, scored, who scored it. And you just saw the delight in his face and you looked at me and thought, this is what the World Cup's all about. They're not going to win it. Although with the way how this World Cup went, you just don't know. But you think they're not going to win it. But look out, you know, look at the delight on his face, and you know, you just you just can't replace that really. I, I think we've we've got to, we've got to, we've got to go into the next tournament now and the Nations League. We've taken all the positives out of this. We've got to look at this thinking. We can beat Spain both times. We should really beat them both times, to be honest. And then when you look at Croatia, that that's going to be a tough one. It wouldn't surprise me, you know, if, if Spain ended up with zero points out of four games. It really wouldn't against us and Croatia. But I think Spain yeah. and Croatia, I mean, well, Spain, I think, will go for a transitional period. Um, yeah. Croatia, um, I, the guy we spoke to um, from Croatian News, the other day yes. on the last podcast, he said that their team is likely to change after the World Cup. Um, if they're going to go through a transitional phase as well, we're, we're not really going through a transitional phase. We're at the start now. We're at the start of a journey of our players. And I think there's a good chance that we can we can go on. Okay, we, no one knows what the Nations League is really going to be like at the moment, but it's a trophy or, or a tournament there to be won and, and continue forward to the champ, European Championships. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, going going back to them a little bit, I think in the first half, you could tell things had happened in their camp in the last 24 hours or 48 hours, 72 hours or whatever. You could tell things weren't quite right. And we should have capitalised on that because I think if we would have scored another, I mean, yeah, you look at what Japan did. 2-0 up and they lost 3-2 but you know the, the end of the day I look I look at that last night I think we missed an opportunity in that first half Hurricane Yeah yeah I, I mean I I look to me it looked like he was injured after about 10 minutes it, it genuinely looked like he was injured I think the issue was Southgate was probably looking at the, looking from the side thinking who do I bring on because Vardy hasn't necessarily impressed. He did all right in the last game. He did okay, but not brilliant. And with our system, playing him down the middle, just, I don't know, just, it's just, I just don't think it's going to work. Then the, the, other, the other option was Welbeck. Playing well, I mean, he was the only real option for me last night to replace Kane. However, the, the issue is with him, he's, he's played, what, 11 minutes of football, I yeah. think? And it, to, to put that, I mean, how long was it since the last since the last um, game in the Premier League? 
You know, you're talking six, seven weeks. He hasn't, he hasn't played really. He played a little. I think he played a bit in the friendlies, but I just think that with regards to him, he hasn't played enough football. To to put it into perspective, there was that stat going around that Ronaldo. Uh, sorry, not Ronaldo. Neymar was it? Easy to get mixed up due to his past, but Neymar has spent more time with his backside touching the ground, rolling around, than what Welbeck spent on the pitch. And That's I think right. maybe against Belgium, I think Southgate might look back at it and think, maybe I should have given Welbeck 45 and then and Vardy 45. You know, and, and at least then they had a half each. I, I don't... And against Panama, maybe. You know, I know Kane was going for the golden boot. I know it was very important. It's probably... It's very important for Kane... It's very important for England. It's probably a lot more important for Daniel Levy. However, um, you've got to you've got to say that with regards to that, maybe when it looked like five nil, five nil up at half time, I I know he got a hat trick, but come on, you know, forty five minutes left with that game, maybe play well back then, or maybe bring bring Vardy on and then play well back for the Belgium game. I don't know. Just it, 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 it's all if buts and maybes. It might. It, it probably wouldn't have made much difference. But the point is, it, we, at least we would have had the option of taking Kane off when he was clearly not fit. There was time as well. Uh, not last game. Game before, Deli Ali. I mean, oh my word. He again. He just didn't look fit, and he came off after about an hour, seven, maybe seventy minutes or something. It's like the might, Columbia game, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It wasn't even. I mean, thinking, why isn't he brought off the cheek on there? It's just, you know, he's there to be used. And I've said, I've said this again. I've bored people to tears with it. That guy, we need to. The spine we've got with Stones and Maguire and Walker, Pickford behind them, and then Loftus Cheek and Henderson, and then Kane up top. That spine. Very few teams in the world would look at that spine and go, I wouldn't want that. They might think, oh, ours is slightly better or a little bit better, but no no team in the world is going to look at that spine in two years' time and think, ah, oh, you know, we're miles better than that. They're just not. I genuinely think that that, that spine of four or five players, it, that is what's going to win us tournaments in the future. And, uh, yeah, and again, I, I think lost is cheap probably should have played a little bit more um yeah I, I think i think it would have been good to see him play a bit more well unfortunately i guess the uh the next game um <laughs> against belgium that will be the game where where these fringe players i don't really want to call them fringe players but they have been throughout the uh the tournament will get their get their chance to play at the world cup if they haven't played already yeah i'm hoping to be honest I'll, Kane, I think he, I think he deserves he deserves kind of to, to have a rest now. I think you know I, I don't think there's any point playing him. Who's the nearest to him in the Golden Boot? That's still in it? Is it Mbappe? I, I haven't looked to be honest. Um, I mean, I mean Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah, and Lukaku as well. I think Lukaku's on four. Put him on the bench, and if <laughs> if Lukaku scores a couple, then bring him on just to try and just steal it. In that, you know, in a five-one loss, but we've got our uh, <laughs> we've got that consolation goal. Um, you know, that's how we've got to look at that one. I think I'd love to see Nick Pope given a go. I really would he, would I, he put Pope on first half and Butland on the second, or vice versa, just to get them all a game. Yeah, but then I mean that leaves them one so bad, doesn't it? Really, I mean this really. Let's be honest. This this should be you know a seven sub game really shouldn't it? It should be a seven sub friendly game. Yeah, but I, I, Sven, I Sven style. Yeah, Sven style. What, yeah, twenty eight sub. Yeah, <laughs> friendly game. I I just think although Pickford's been brilliant, he's been one of our players of the tournament. He's made a couple of mistakes, but my word, look at look how he look at the good stuff that's outweighed it. Oh. Same as every single player in our team. The good stuff has outweighed the bad stuff. Eric Dyer hasn't had a great tournament. I don't think he's really been fit. 
but he hasn't he hasn't had a great tournament. But he scored the you know he scored a penalty in a penalty shootout. Very yeah. few Englishmen have ever done that. He got the winning one. Yeah, and that's, let, alone that's winning, let alone a winning penalty. He, Which he, shows the pressure yeah. that would have been on his shoulders that time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you, you can't. I, I think, like I said, Loftus Cheek. He's got to start. I play. I don't know whether there's much point playing Vardy because I, I've just got. A, I, I think he might give it up now. To be honest, I've, that's, I've, what, that's what you said the other day, wasn't it? In a, in a perhaps perhaps his time for England has come to an end. And you know what? A great story. What a great story. I said. I said after the Belgium game that I thought that could be the last time we ever see him in an England shirt. Yeah, it, it wasn't, but it just it's just seemed it for quite some time. You know. Not getting a touch in Amsterdam in half an hour. That's that, that you know. He's played. He has played all right since that. When in his in the few cameos he's had, but yeah, I think it's time to call it an end. So I don't know whether there's much point playing him, but obviously we we do owe him a little bit, so it could be worth it. Welbeck, I think I think it'd be worth playing Welbeck. Maybe give Sterling a rest. You know. Try, Try Vardy, Welbeck and uh, Welbeck and Rashford up front. Why not? Let's just, just go. go for it. All, all guns Harry out. Maguire. Just stick Harry Maguire up front. Yeah. <laughs> and his story, brilliant. Let's stick him up front. Let, let's let's just go for it. Let's stick him up front. You never know. Go. What what was it like in the ground last night? What's the atmosphere? What was it like? First up, brilliant. When we scored, fantastic. I got soaked. I got absolutely soaked. I'll move on. I'll go on to that in a second because I've, I've just got something to say on that. But it was so loud. The Croatians were loud all the way through that they were they were jumping up and down, and I, I, it was brilliant. You know, it's fantastic, and it, that's what you want. You don't want a quiet away end. Well, sorry, away end, home end, whatever. You don't want a, a quiet opposition end. You want to be able to hear them because you can bounce off each other. You know, that's what you want. For me, that's what football's all about. Um, it's not looking down the other end and seeing 100 blokes that brought the dogs along just to double the crowd. It's it's not that. That's not what they should be. And tell you what, they were so gracious at the end. They were so gracious. You, you're always going to get a few idiots, but I didn't see any of them. They came, they came out, they shook hands, put arms around people. Um, yeah, but anyway, with regards to the um, second half, you could the crowd could kind of sense the change so it was properly edgy both ends again it was properly edgy you you could see there were both sets of thoughts because there was a group there's groups of Croatians everywhere there's groups of English everywhere and you look over and you think you, you could see that they're like properly biting their nails even though when they were even when they were two one up an extra time they were just properly biting their nails what a war horse as well Manzukic it ain't that good he isn't that good. Proper war horse, isn't he? he? He battled through in, you know, injury and whatever, but, you know, he properly battled on. But anyway, I, I just think that, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. The end of the game, I, I was so proud to be in that crowd. There wasn't a single boo. There was frustration during the game, and I think that was needed. I think that was needed for the team to, you know, there was frustration of people shouting and, and getting annoyed and whatever. But then there was the chance afterwards, of, you know, to spur on the lads. So there was the, you know, so they knew there was disappointment, but then they, but, I mean, they didn't need to hear it to know there would be, but they knew there was disappointment, but then they heard of spurring them on. And that's, that's what was important. That, that was good. Then at the end of the game, it was just, not much different apart from people jumping up and down on the front row on on the walls you know or on the on the barriers and whatever what, what we've had in other games it wasn't a lot different to the other games really to be honest it was a lot more it was a it was a lot more wild than the belgium game yeah and we just showed properly showed our appreciation for what we've actually seen um what I was what I do want to touch on and it's like a little bit of an appeal whether you're at home whether it, well, you wouldn't do it at home, would you? Because your mum, your wife, you know, your granny kill you. But if if you're in a pub or in a or in a large open space or in a stadium, and we've got a free kick, or we've got a penalty, put your point down. <laughs> no need to hold it. There is literally there is no need. If we score like a random goal, yeah, 
Jesse Lingard's goal, for example, into the top corner. From there, one time that's Where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you 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 don't necessarily expect him to do it, but you think, yeah, that's possible. But still, that's that's a point in the hand moment, you know, where it can go in the air. But with a penalty or even a corner, look at what we've done with the crosses that's at this tournament. You've got to think, you've got a good chance here. That's that being launched in the air. Just stick it down. Just stick it on the ball. If you knock it over your feet, it doesn't matter. You get wet feet. At least the bloke in front doesn't get hit on the back of the head. There was a guy in front of us that got he got a, a gash above the eye because he turned around at the wrong, at the wrong uh. time. His mate beyond called him or something and turned around and it got him clean just above the eye. And it like, you think, if that would have been a bit lower, you just don't know, do you? And it, it, it draw blurred and it's a bit, you know, it wasn't good at all. But that that needs to stop. It really does need to stop. There's kids in there and, yeah, they could get soaked. The parents know they could get soaked. Let's let's try and reduce the, the chance of that actually happening. It's let's a five just, or a pop, isn't it? I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't lob a five-pound note as paper aeroplanes, would you? Yeah. The other thing I've got to say, especially because, especially because we've got another game left, those cups have been going for five or ten quid on eBay. Don't throw them. <laughs> yeah, flog them. You can buy three point, two, <laughs> two and a half pints in the ground for what you can get one of those cups for on eBay. So take them all home. Fill your suitcases with them, lads, for Saturday. Fill your suitcase with them. Get up. Take them home. Whack them all on eBay. Give them to your mates. Give them to your clients. And it'll make you a few quid and make you your money back, you know, on, some, on, on your beer bill in the grounds just just don't throw them around it is really frustrating and it it's not just that it's not just when we scored it's when people are frustrated they're throwing them you just see them just throwing them from one end of the ground to the other it's just wrong they shouldn't be doing it you don't see it really any other i mean i don't know other countries might have done it i don't know but you don't you don't generally see it in the grounds apart from in our those cups, they've got that, because they light up underneath, they've got a little yeah. weight. They're, they're weighted at the bottom, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and the Coke ones, I reckon, are even heavier. I think, I think they're, they're a lot more substantial. They're thicker plastic. Mm. I, I tell you, it could, it, could probably, it could probably hurt someone that good, as I saw last night. So, like I said, have some fun. But aside from that, our fans have been brilliant this tournament. They've been absolutely outstanding. The same as every single fan that's out here from every country I've come across. Every single fan out here supporting England has been brilliant. And you, I just cannot say enough about the, the people we've met out here. We've, we've gone from three of us to one going home, meeting up with five lads that we knew already, to, to, to having five or six lads that we didn't know three or four days before we ended up staying in, staying in an apartment with them and getting on a train with them. It's just it's absolutely brilliant. And I just cannot speak highly enough of everybody. It's, it's just been brilliant. And they made that tournament. I've got to say thank you to everybody of that because you've made this tournament for me and everybody else and my mates and everyone else. Wow. Feels like a, feels like a good way to round it up. Now, onwards to, to St. Petersburg. You get your chance to go to St. Petersburg. Yeah, yeah, seventh ground, seven yeah. games, seven ground, six cities. It's, you know, it's good. Last game at St. Petersburg, last game at Samurai, last game at the um, at Sparta, last game at Kaliningrad as well. So, you know, it's that, that's quite that's quite a nice touch as well, really. I think, so. Should we have a chat after that if we can? One hundred percent, Russell. Cheers. See you later. Now, I'd like to welcome John Chapman again to the Three Lions podcast, Belgian football expert. He's appeared in various football publications, such as World Soccer and The Guardian. We've spoken before. John, we meet again. Yeah, we meet again. Um, it could have been happier circumstances, but uh, let's see how it goes. It could have been the final, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the, yeah. third, it's the third and fourth place, unfortunately. How, how does the third and fourth place sit with you? Well, I was I was looking at Le Soir, the newspaper 
and the night the day after the belgians got beat and the headline was the chagrin des belges <laughs> which is the um indicating obviously the disappointment but it's also the title of a famous belgian novel so i thought that was quite nice oh, <laughs> to have silly. a literary reference and uh, summing up the feelings of the nation i was going to say <laughs> you would have to explain that one to me my my belgian or, or, or flemish is it isn't that good <laughs> no it's just uh the disappointment of the belgians really i mean the nation i think the nation still feels that it did a good job the players it's hard to get a feel for what the players are actually thinking you know i think some of them would probably like to do better than the 1986 squad who came fourth uh in the world cup so they'd like to get that third place i suspect some of them like de bruyne witzel etc just knackered and <laughs> they could do without another game you know it's so very much it's hard to call it very much the same as England as well, isn't it? Obviously, in 1990, they they missed out on third place, yeah, um, and lost to Italy, who who uh, took third place there. The the disappointment of being within touching distance of a of a final and and having it taken away from you is is very much probably the same as as how the Belgians are feeling. Yeah, I think in effect, it can affect players in different ways. I think you know some of the older older guys may just feel well no, i'm not up for that anymore whereas some of the young guys in uh, might like to be in the shop window if they fancy a transfer or something you know um it's hard to call it really i think i think the nation or the the media would like a good game they probably like both teams to put out a decent side and, and to see a good game of football are there any players in the belgian team that that haven't played as yet I imagine some of the goalkeepers. Well, yeah, two of the goalkeepers. And that's an interesting point on the goalkeepers because I think you'd have to shoot Thibaut Courtois to keep him from playing, actually. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, Roman Abramovich would be too happy with that. <laughs> Mignolet, uh, he must be really sad because he never gets a chance. He's a decent keeper, despite his what the Liverpool fans think. But he never—he was the one player who didn't really play in the the group game, Belgium and England. You know, yeah. Courtois insisted that he would play there, and we'll probably see Courtois again. As for players who haven't actually appeared at all, no, I think you know, based on the fact that the B team turned out in the group stages, I think it's just the two goalkeepers really. Yeah. And do you think it will be a a similar outcome to that game against England? Oh, that's an impossible call. You know, it depends on the teams they pick. Apparently, Lukaku is still fancying the golden boot, so <laughs> that could Why be not? a nice little contest. If uh, I don't know if Kane's going to play, I have no idea. I, don't, I haven't heard anything as yet. No. It's, I mean, I immediately after the game, the Belgians lost. Martinez something about giving youth a chance now, you know. Okay. Now, whether he meant the third place playoff or the next two years i'm not sure but there are some decent youngsters you know Batshuayi is there tealman's uh dendonka the younger hazard you know i think they'd all like a run we might see dries martens get a full game i suspect fellaini will once again appear but i don't think we'll be seeing much of dembele <laughs> and chadley after the other night no um <laughs> do you think martinez has he had a difficult start, didn't he? Do you think he may have won over the, won over the Belgian supporters, the Belgian Belgian media? I think the media are quite well. Yeah, I think the media are quite well behind him actually. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean he's done better than Will Wilmots. Um, Wilmots was not liked, especially by the Flemish media. Yeah, I think Martinez doesn't have a problem with the media. There's quite a few fans who are not Martinez supporters if you like yeah. it's probably 60 40 70 30 in favor of martinez you know although a lot of people felt him his tactics were all wrong against france with bringing right. in dembele you know mm. dembele didn't seem to know what he was supposed to be doing to be honest and they ended up playing without a left wing back and i'm still not sure what the formation actually was you know ended up with fellaini on the as a left wing back which is a bit odd that's right. I do remember seeing your your tweet. Was it something like, "Can anyone explain what yes. formation they are playing?" Yeah, a few people did actually. They're all different. Man. 
Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone sees a different game of football, don't they? Exactly, yeah. Where can Belgian football go from here then? Is it on is it on the up? Are there gonna be any players that maybe are gonna retire? There's quite a few retiring, I think. I don't think we'll see company Fellaini, Chadley, Dembele, uh Vermalen, all these guys. I don't think you'll see them playing again for Belgium. There's not the same quality coming through at the moment, obviously, because that was this fabled golden generation. I don't know. There's still some decent players left, as, as you know, looking at the squad, the, the two probably, well, the three standout players are Courtois, De Bruyne and Hazard. And they're young enough to go on for several years, you know, and you got Vies Met and et cetera. You're a bit lacking in midfield, I think, now that a few of them have reached that age. Um, Thielmans, who Martinez says is the future Belgian football, uh, we're all looking for a lot from him. I think Yanazai has got a future in the national team. And they've still got this incredible lack of fullbacks, which wow. I was writing about eight years ago, I think, nine years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the paucity of fullbacks in the national they, they did. They weren't listening to you. They didn't read your article. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I rang Wilmots a few times, but he never answered the phone. No. Um, it's terrible, really. There's nobody. nobody. <laughs> Even now, they've got centre backs playing at fullback, you know. There's nobody at all. I can ask you a question, maybe. Go on. Where does English football go from here? Because I'm a big fan of Southgate. It, it's got to be on the rise, hasn't it? I mean, Gareth Southgate has has changed the mood of a nation, I think. Mm. It's, um, especially when, when in the manner that he came in uh, after Sam Allardyce was, was outed. Um, it yeah, was a bit of a, right, who do we get in? And, and there was certainly the... Certainly, the oh, is Gareth Southgate the right person to do it? Mm. Um, and I, I, I was always quite a uh, quite behind him because he'd come from the under 21s, knows this, yeah, exactly. Season. He knew the um, players, didn't he? I knew exactly. Um, so I've I'm I was quite positive, and and it's got to be it's got to be positive. Um, the, the expectation was for for quarterfinals, we've achieved that, we've exceeded mm. that. Young players are there. Uh, and coming through, and I don't think probably the only one that, uh, off the top of my head, that won't be there come um, come next year will be Ashley Young, who, mm, who is yeah. no longer young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So you could say that England are in better shape than Belgium now. Yeah, quite possibly. Perhaps yeah. we've perhaps a couple we've of years ago you would not say that. Of course. <laughs> no, not not <laughs> after the. Uh, <laughs> Not after the European Championships. Yeah, in, when they lost France. to uh, Iceland. Yeah. yeah. yeah th well, thanks well, for bringing that. Well, still Wales, so, I mean, they probably... Well, sorry, any Welsh listeners. Anyway, yeah. Scott, say, can you give us a prediction then for, for Saturday in a uh, in a meaningless game? Will it, in a meaningless will it game. Belgium that win bronze, or will it be England that win bronze? Um, I think Belgium will put out a decent side. Um, England probably will too. I'm going Belgium 3-2, sorry. Well, at least I've got to stay consistent, haven't I? Yeah, and, and generally there <laughs> I are I think it'll be a good game, lots of goals. Generally, there are lots of goals in the in the third and fourth. Yeah, right, right. Um, but I'm, I'm still not sure the the point behind behind the third and fourth place game. I think it's... Now, exactly. I haven't seen many people supporting it, except by saying, well, it's there, so we have to go ahead with it. You know? I think uh, those are the rules. Uh, yeah. John, you're on Twitter, aren't you? Let's yes. your Twitter. I'm on Twitter. You're right. I'm I'm uh, I'm Belgofoot on Twitter, and uh, I'm pleased to meet. Pleased to have any questions or comments or criticisms from anybody. And are you, are you <laughs> writing for anyone? Anything up and coming? Um, I'll be writing a bit more in world soccer. I'm doing some stuff for Unibet, and uh, I might be doing a little bit for ESPN. Okay. Well, we will uh, we'll look out for that. Um, in due course. Okay. Thank you very nice much. Nice talking to you as ever, Russell. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we may speak again. All the best. Thank you to Dom Smith for joining us again. You can find his website at www.englandblog.org where his latest headline reads, The Dream Dies in Moscow. 
And CJ Joyner too, you can follow him around Russia where he has his excellent videos at CJ underscore Kovblaze. Thank you also to John Chapman for talking Belgium. You can find him on Twitter at Belgofoot. Likewise, thank you too for joining us. I'm sure it's not been the one you really wanted to listen to, but thank you anyway. I hope it's been one of positivity rather than doom and gloom. If you'd be so kind, please do leave a review on the platform of your choosing. Like, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. And thanks to the guys at Classic Shirts for their continued support of this podcast. You can find them at Classic Shirts on Twitter. They've also got a pop-up shop in Shoreditch in London. Find them CFSLDN on Twitter for more info. Don't forget, we're also on Twitter at Three Lions Podcast. And you can also search that on Facebook for the group there. We'd love to have a chat. Now I'll be back with you after the Belgium game. And I'll try and find out what else has been going on under the England banner. It's not all World Cup, you know. There is a European Championships coming up. The future is bright. It will come home. It's just taken a slight detour at the moment. looking for somewhere to watch the game check out the classic football shirts hq at the box in hackney screening every world cup match with a pop-up shop world cup artwork and small shirt display from the 14th to the 24th of june tickets for guaranteed entry can be bought through eventbrite just search classic football shirts london